0: Okay, thank you, Will and, and Vince. <laughs> Let's um turn your Bibles over to Psalm 51. Psalm 51. Some. Psalm with the P, right? Yeah. Thank you. All right. Hopefully, some of you do have your Bibles and um, are reviewing your Bibles after every Sunday. If I screwed up or if I was telling you the truth, you know. Psalm 51. You are kind, God. Please have pity on me. You're always merciful. Please wipe away my sins. Wash me clean wash me clean from all, all of my sin and guilt I know about my sins and I cannot forget my terrible guilt you are really the one I have sinned against I have disobeyed you and have done wrong so it is right and fair for you to correct and punish me for I have sinned and done wrong since the day I was born but you want complete honesty so teach me true wisdom Wash me with hyssop until I am clean and whiter than snow. Let me be happy and joyful. You crush my bones now. Let them celebrate. Turn your eyes from my sin and cover my guilt. Create pure thoughts in me and make me faithful again. Don't chase me away from you or take your Holy Spirit away from me. Make me as happy as you did when you saved me and make me want to obey. I will teach sinners your law, and they will return to you. There you go. Keep me from any deadly sin. Only you can save me. Then I will shout and sing about your power to save. Help me to speak, and I will praise you, Lord. Offerings and sacrifices are not what you want. The way to please you is to feel sorrow deep in our hearts. This is the kind of sacrifice sacrifice you won't refuse, please be willing Lord, to help the city of Zion and rebuild its walls. then you will be pleased with the proper sacrifices, and we will offer bulls on your altar once again. This is the word of the Lord. Father, we thank you again for the lord's Supper. we thank you for bringing us here tonight, and now Lord God, as part of our service to you, we now Lord God our are here to study your word. I pray for your Holy Spirit, the true teacher, our guide. And Lord, teach us, Father, whatever truth you want us to to hear and accept tonight. Open the eyes of the hearts of your people. As they hear my voice, Father God, I pray that they will hear you. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins. Lord, we are never worthy to receive you, but we know that you made us worthy because of your blood that was spilled, Lord God, on the cross. Guide us, Father. Bless me, Father. Anoint me. And Father, guide us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now we just read, we just read Psalm 51. Uh, this psalm is the best known and the most used of the seven penitential psalms uh, in the classical Christian tradition. It is an extended confession of sin and an anticipation of new life grounded in divine forgiveness. The power of this psalm is further enhanced by the superscription, which is in the tradition links the psalm to David's confession, in Psalm two, in, in Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 13, after the Uriah and Bathsheba episode. You guys remember that, right? And for those of us who have read it in, 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 in our Bible buffs, I, guess, I suppose, we know it and this is after Nathan revealed it to David, that it is you that stole that goat from that poor man. When his sin was finally revealed, he thought he got away with it. So he then he, re- he writes Psalm 51. Only God's gracious act would remove a sin from the record books. Only God, we, we all know that. It is understood that the penitent can only ask, not demand. Absolution of sins, that's if you read it in Psalm 32.10, that's what it reads there. What is asked for is a display of God's compassionate mercy based on the supplicants' trust and covenantal promise to Israel. God's favor may then blot out sin in much the same way that a parchment scroll is scraped or a clay tablet is either washed clean. See Numbers 5.23. This metaphor is mentioned in the Babylonian uh, ritual text where it states that a king may order that the tablet of my sins be broken thereby canceling or commuting debt or criminal charges. So that's the picture of what's how David was talking to God. He was asking God to remove his sin. And, and, and as we start the new year, I know our, the, the, the title of our message in our, our series is Revision. We're not using, I mean, if I said this last week, right? This is like your New Year's resolution. We said the why mostly last week. So now I'm proposing this what for you. What should be your resolution for this new year? What should be, how should you revision your life this year according to God, knowing that our time is fleeting, right? That was one of our points last week, that any time and any day we might go, God will take us. We just don't know when, right? So this is, for tonight, I entitled, um, our point is ask for forgiveness. The first point is asking for forgiveness from God. Now against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Now the lament or the passionate expression of grief or sorrow form of the psalm perfectly it's the spirit of contrition, the state of feeling remorseful and penitent. See, I've heard people actually that somebody was teaching here and was telling someone here that you are not to feel sorrowful after sinning against God. That's absolutely wrong. You feeling remorseful or sorry or regretting that you have sinned against God is a very healthy sign. It's a very healthy sign. The bad sign is if you're not feeling anything, if you're callous, if you are no longer feeling the nudge of the Holy Spirit, that's wrong. So, David, completely, right? God loves David, right? God loved David. David is the man after God's good heart. And David fell, right? For for the last year, we, we love to think of the New Year as a reset, correct? We love to think, about the new year that okay this is a fresh start for me but it's so hard for us to to do to do that if we are always thinking of what we have done against God number one but we have to know as Christians God has already forgiven us from that but at the same time feeling the remorse is a healthy thing it's a healthy sign but you are to ask for forgiveness because you feeling that is a confirmation that you hurt the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in you. That's the same with David. He said, I have sinned against you. Right? Against you and you only have I sinned. If you have sinned against your brother or sister, just know that you sinned against God first and foremost. And if you're still questioning, did I really sin? If you're still trying to like justify, I didn't really sin, I didn't really cheat on my wife, I just looked at a thing, you know, it's, No. If you have been convicted by the Holy Spirit, take that conviction and say, Lord, there's no more questions. I have sinned against you. I'm sorry for that, Lord God. Help me now to move. That's the verse that we were talking about right there. Sorry. Um, And then there's another verse here. So Psalm is echoed in Romans 3.23. So for, I don't know if... I believe everybody here is saved, but this, since you are saved, these are the verses you need to memorize when you want to share the gospel to somebody. Because in Romans three twenty three to 27, it reads, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. not by works. Amen? Amen. That your sins yesterday have been paid for, your sins today have been paid for, your sins tomorrow have been paid for, but you are not to use that future payment as an excuse for you to fall and continue to live in your sinful ways. Let this be the year that you will bear fruit out of your gratitude that God has paid for it all. Because we are not saved by, uh, by any of our works. We are saved by God's perfect work on the cross. But that doesn't give us the license to sin. We have to be grateful, knowing that nobody can pay for our sins. Uh, we cannot pay for our sins. Can you, this 2022, let that be real, more than ever in your life. Other than when you accepted it. Because I know when, when we're living in this world and this world, and the enemy that, that rules this world is so good to trap us in the thought and notion that, okay, you're safe, but you're not enjoying life. That's a lie. Do not live for the world because the enemy is good to say, right? Oh, okay, Joe, so you're going to live for the Lord this year, but you're going to miss so much. You're going to miss out on parties. you're not if you are if you belong to the lord right if you belong to the lord the right way to live and the fulfilling way to live is through his will if you are obeying him if you're living in his will that's where you will have the ultimate fulfillment not happiness all the time but fulfillment If you have not now, the question now, the other thing is, if you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, let this be the year. Let it be tonight. Let it be tonight that you surrender to his lordship. But you have to understand that you have to ask for forgiveness from him first. You have to recognize that you are a sinner because you have offended him. And and, and we just celebrated Christmas, right? That baby Jesus that the whole Christian world and the world that denies it, but they celebrated with us, right? That baby Jesus that everybody was celebrating became a man and was crucified on the cross to die for your sins. And then on the cross when he said it is finished, it is paid for. Let this be the year that you will accept that gift from him. In 1 John 5, oh, chapter 1, verse 5 to 10, it reads, This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. So if you are a Christian and you're still living in the darkness, you're not living in God's will. You're not walking in, in God's will. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie. You see? And do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. See, the first thing that breaks when you're sinning against God, you break fellowship with God first, and then you break fellowship with God's people. How? We stop coming to church. We stop hanging out with other believers. Because then you point the finger, you say, I feel judged by them. Really? You feel judged by us? I don't like Pastor Joe. It's okay if it's the way that you look like, but there's other churches there with no Pastor Joe, right? But the first thing that breaks is our fellowship with God. And everything else down here breaks too. Anything that does anything that has to do with God, our service to God, it stops. Our reading, it stops. Our praying becomes selfish prayers. You're cheating on your wife, and your prayer to God is like, Lord, I hope my wife never catches me. Lord, I hope I deleted that thing. I hope she doesn't see it. You know, it's it, it's it's a wrong. Everything is wrong. Everything's broken. But if we walk in the light, as he, he's in the life. We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It's not your good works. You've been paid for. It's his blood that paid for you. That's expensive. That's priceless. We take it for granted. Right? We take it for granted. We take it for granted. Just like we take for granted our, our apartments or our houses, the heater, our blankets, we take it for granted until we meet people that don't have them and are cold out in the street. I, I, I encourage everybody, if, if Brother Vince, if our Deacon Vince again um, organizes this, this, uh, this uh, event with the homeless, I encourage you to come and join it. Oh, but it's cold, Pastor Joe. All the more you should go. Oh, but the COVID, Pastor Joe. All the more you should go. You know those homeless guys? They don't die of COVID. Did you hear? Oh, 2,000% of homeless guys died of COVID. No. They relocate them. Right? So you have to understand that we take it for granted because it's so convenient, just like we take our salvation for granted. Now and then later, we are with the Lord. Amen? Now and tomorrow we're with the Lord. But we take it for granted because we want to enjoy. We believe in the lie of the world that there's so much to enjoy in this life. No, there isn't. The the things that God has given us, yes, enjoy those things. But most of this world is to distract us and derail us from our walk with God. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And there is no truth in us. If you think you walk this life perfectly you're deceiving yourself if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness people say God is unfair they say God is unfair if God is good man why is there rape why are there homeless why are there crazy people why are there why is there pain and hurt and sickness in the world no, that's because of the sin that we committed against God. That we, we wanted to be God from the garden. For those of you who picked up your devotional Bible, right? You started in Genesis again. You saw the fall in the garden. The fall because Eve fell because after the line of the devil, when he said, God does not want you to eat that fruit because he doesn't want you to know from good and evil. And then And then Eve looked at the fruit and she saw that it was good for food. Sin is playing God with our lives. That's what sin is. Sin is saying, I know better than God. God said, you're going to be a pastor. And I say, no, I'm not going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a security guard. Right? God says, you're going to play the drums. And you say, no, I'm not going to play the drums. I'm going to sing. (laughs) Right, it's, it's whatever God has revealed to us and then we say, no, that's not what I want. God said, remain faithful to your wife and you say, no, she's never, she's not changing. I'm going I'm to cheat on her first to, to try it out and then maybe, hopefully, I'll get a proper divorce. Right? I, I know I'm saying ridiculous things here. But some of us, maybe most of us, we've thought about it. Whenever we force something that we want rather than what God wants for us. God says, live a pure life. And we say, no, that's boring. Why do I have to keep myself pure? There's so much, so much things to do out there. And then he reads here, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. If we can save ourselves, there was no point of Jesus, God himself, coming down Right? That Christmas day, to become a sacrifice of the God. that would have been useless. Why would he go through all of that? If we say God knows everything, why would He do something useless? Why would he sacrifice himself? Why would he give his son? Why would we take the spit, the insults, the hitting, the crown, the crown of thorns, right? The scourging, the crucifixion, the worst way to die. Why would he, why would he do that if we can save ourselves? This 2022, do not let that thought, do not lose that thought. We, we Christians, we must always embrace that thought. We, would, we should never forget that. We should embrace it. So the moment that you fell, The moment that you feel you're not worthy of Jesus Christ, the moment that you're down there because you sinned, and and Satan is so good because he lied to you, right? He said, Oh, come on, it's now and ever, just do it, do it. And then you fell, and then he says, You are a hypocrite. You call yourself a Christian, yet you did that? You should not even show your face at church. Plus, anyway, they judge you there anyway, right? The Satan is the accuser of the brother. Satan is a liar, the father of lies. We believe this lie, we fail, and then we feel unworthy. But what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, I paid for it. I paid for it. Get up. Get up. I paid for you already. You know, that's the one thing that Satan really can do. He, we can never lose our salvation. For those of us, have accepted Christ, we can never lose our salvation. But we lose our joy. And when, when we lose our joy and our peace when we sin, the enemy is right there to always remind us, you're a hypocrite. Don't even do it. Praise God. Praise God. Hmm? You know? What's this? You're like, oh, gosh. You're like singing praise and worship songs. You're driving. Somebody cuts you. are like, murder! Murder! So, when we ask for forgiveness from God, and we remind ourselves of how, that He has forgiven us tremendously on how unworthy we were of His love, but yet He says, I love you. I love you this much that I give myself to you. What, that, what sh- should that do? It should flow to others. It should flow to others. Us realizing that we've been forgiven by God, we should be forgiving. We should be forgiving. Right? We should not be snobs. Oh, what a sinner you are. You didn't read your Bible today? (laughs) Maybe you're not a Christian. You didn't go to church again? Hmm. Maybe you're not a Christian. No, we have to be forgiving, right? Because we have to realize how unworthy we were, but yet God made us worthy. So that should overflow. Look at what David said, right? Remember? He said, I will teach sinners your law, and they will return to you. Part of David's prayer was that, Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I sinned against you. But and as, as you forgive me, the result is, I will teach sinners about your law. I will teach people about you. Now, Christians, in this 2022, let it be your goal to share the gospel to your loved ones, to your friends that God has given you the privilege and opportunity to share the gospel with. Let it be your burden for the lost. Have the burden for the lost, guys. Yes, we are saved by grace. My gosh, I cannot wait to see our Savior. But since we are still here, let's be bold in sharing the gospel to other folks. Let's get off our phones and be face-to-face with the people that God has brought to us. Let's not be lazy. So most of us are spiritually lazy. Some of us are physically lazy and spiritually lazy. Let it be different this year. Let you revision yourself. Ask God, Lord, give me the burden for the lost. Let my heart break for the things that break yours. Like lost people. You died for this person. And you've given him to me. You've given her to me. Let me, Lord God, share the gospel to them. Because we're forgiven. So we should have that Compassion for the people that are lost, because they're forgiven too. They just need to accept it, right? Because Jesus died for them too, but they have to accept that gift. Keep me from any deadly sin. If you realize that you've been forgiven, the, a true Christian should realize is you need to not do that again. The many things that we used to do and enjoy when we live w- in our sinful ways, there should be a disgust from those sins. Why? Because those sins have caused Jesus to die on the cross. If you love Jesus and you still do the things that He died for you for, then it's just ridiculous. Again, you're saved by grace. As you fall, realize that, accept it, embrace God's grace, move forward. But there there should be a disgust. Then I will shout and sing about your power to save me. He Help me to speak and I will praise you, Lord. See, this new year, re- remember that you cannot do anything apart from him. Praising God is a result of being forgiven. Sharing God is a result of being forgiven. Living for God is a, is a result of knowing that you've been forgiven. The new gift anticipated by David is a clean heart. A new and right spirit that is a self a self that is wholly and unreservedly given over to the truth of obedience. A Christian, a real Christian, a forgiven Christian must be, giving to, be given his life to obedience. We have to be loyal to God's desires. Now in other words, the hope is that God will offer a new self who can live freely and gladly before God. You are going to live for Him because you are grateful for everything that He has done for you. You are not living for Him to keep yourself saved. You are living for Him because you are grateful for everything He has done for you. That should be the response of a forgiven Christian. Remember Ephesians 2, 8-10? to I know we've been in the journey of, of the book of Ephesians forever, right? About six years, I think. Not that long. Um, It reads here, this is the, the contemporary English version. You were saved by faith in God, who treats us much better than we deserve. This is God's gift to you, and not anything you have done on your own. It isn't something you have earned, so there is nothing you can brag about. God planned for us to do good things and to live as He has always wanted us to live. Amen? That's why I chose this version. I don't think I need to explain it anymore after reading it. That's why he sent Christ to make us what we are. Has that been your life in 2021? Has that been your life consistently in 2021? If not, praise God, it's 2022. If you fell yesterday, if you fell an hour ago, praise God. This is the new time. This is new. Amen? Amen? Now, the other result of knowing that you've been forgiven as you revision your life as you make new priorities in this year, you have to forgive others. Christians, we have to be forgiving. We have to be forgiving. Bitterness only hurts ourselves. Amen? Okay. When we are bitter, we delude ourselves into thinking that those who hurt us are more likely to be punished as long as we are set on revenge. Right? We see the person we hate We have a cup of poison, and we drink it, right? And we think they're going to die. If I just wait for you, anytime now, I drank the poison, you should die. We are afraid to let go of those feelings, especially us Filipinos, I think. I can only speak for my culture. Filipinos are so good in holding bitterness. After all, we don't make plans to see that justice is done. How will justice be done? We make ourselves believe that it is up to us to keep the offense alive. I will never forget. You've done me wrong now. You are dead to me. And then when the person dies, like when I die, they come to my funeral to make sure that I'm dead. <laughs> Not because they want to pay their last respects. Is it dead? Good for you, dude. West side. West <laughs> side. I saw that yesterday, I can't believe it, it came out. We make ourselves believe, (laughs) do not take revenge. This is is a lie, the devil's lie, to take revenge, right? And this is what God told us, do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Romans 12 19 we only hurt ourselves when we dwell on what has happened to us and fantasize about what it will be like when they get punished now we are not to use verse Romans 12 19 as a waiting thing leave room for God go get him Lord go get him he's right there Lord. he's running Lord he's running Wait, Lord, why is, he still, why is he still being successful? Get him, Lord, get him, Lord. Why, why does he seem to be happy? Lord, get him, Lord. You said in Romans 12, 19, Vengeance is yours. Why, why is he still alive? Why is he still healthy? This is the same guy that persecuted me because I was a Christian. Why is he still thriving in life, Lord? Get him, Lord, get him, Lord. That's not a get him, Lord verse. In that verse, God reminds us He's reminding us that He knows. He knows all the injustice that has happened to you, between you and that person. God knows. And what He's saying is He knows better, amen, on how He's going to deal with that situation. But at the same time, God reminds us to forgive as we have been forgiven. Ephesians 4, 31-32, stop being bitter and angry and mad at others. Don't yell at one another or curse each other or ever be rude in putless or Bible studies. Instead, be kind and merciful and forgive others, just as God forgave you because of Christ. Let this be the new you, this 2022. Let go of all the bitterness. Let go of all the offenses that has happened because God has forgiven us. Amen? So let us be forgiving in return. Imagine a church that is forgiving. (laughs) Imagine imagine a church. Imagine a life of, of knowing that when you offend someone unintentionally, you know that your brother and sister will just forgive you because they know, you know what, Brother Joe? We know that you're not perfect, far from it. So we forgive you. You know, we forgive you. Imagine a fellowship that way. That's, that's what God is saying. We're forgiven, so we have to be forgiving. Let's not be mad at each other. Let's stop yelling at each other. Let, just, let it just be Pastor Joe during his messages. <laughs> no, it's this has to be the revisioned us, the new us. See, we're, we're not talking about losing weight. You've done that, right? You've done that. You do that on your own. You're, you're going go to go to the gym. Sure, get that membership. Whatever. But this is the spiritual revisioning of yourself, the spiritual you. Be forgiving and not hurt yourself because bitterness ends up hurting yourself. You know, if you're forgiving and if you forgive people, your prayers will finally be heard by God. And the opposite is true. If you have been unforgiving, your prayers are not being heard. Why? Because Jesus said so in Mark 11.25. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in Heaven will forgive your sins too. You see? It's, It's really for you. For us to forgive others, it's really for us. Other than not holding bitterness that's going to get us sick, it's actually good for our spiritual life because our prayers will finally be heard by God. Because when we're holding unforgiveness, our prayers are being blocked. It's supposed to go through, but then God says, well, Ruth, until you forgive him, your prayers will not be heard. Right? It has to be, you have to ask, you have to be forgiving. Did you ever wonder why it is when Jesus showed us the right way to pray? That in that right way to pray, the the model prayer, he had that there too, remember? That's in, uh, I don't have it in the side Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Remember, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And verse 12 says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. See, our prayer will be answered when we forgive others who have sinned against us. So if you've been been questioning, why are my prayers not being heard? Maybe you haven't been forgiving. So, you know, sometimes the people that we need to forgive, they're already dead. But yet we're still not forgiving them. Forgive because it's for God's glory. Um... Again, in Psalm, 16, uh, Psalm 51, verse 16 to 17, it reads, David is saying, offerings and sacrifices are not what you want. The way to please you is to feel sorrow deep in our hearts. Real confession, real repentance. This is the kind of sacrifice you won't refuse. In 1 John 4.20, it reads, if someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? Amen? We say, so it, 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 a Christian, can we, can we come to this conclusion then? A real Christian is a forgiving Christian. Amen? A Christian who's bitter and holds grudges is not a real Christian. Amen? Amen? That's what, that's what the Bible says. Now, it could be your struggle. It could be one of your struggles that you're not forgiving a certain person, a certain people, right? But, so this is, this is the charge this year. This is the charge to you this year. Let it be that this year you will let go of all these things. Forgive them already. Forgive them. Now, this is our illustration for all of these things that we talked about tonight. In Matthew 18, 21 to 30, remember, uh, I'll read this. This is the different version. An official who refused to forgive. Peter came to the Lord and asked, how many times should I forgive someone who does something wrong to me? Is seven times enough? Jesus answered, not just seven times, but 77 times. This story will show you what the kingdom of heaven is like. One day, a king decided to call in his officials and asked, them to give an account of what they owed him as he was doing this one official was brought in who owed him 50 million silver coins but he didn't have any money to pay what he owed the king ordered him to be sold along with his wife and children and all he owned in order to pay the debt the official the, the official was as the official was leaving or the official got down on his knees and began begging have pity on me I will pay you every cent I owe. The king felt sorry for him and let him go free. He even told the official that he did not have to pay back the money. As the official was leaving, he happened to meet another official who owed him a hundred silver coins. So he grabbed the man by the throat. He started choking him and said, pay me what you owe. The man got down on his knees begging him, began begging, have pity on me and I will pay you back. But the first official refused to have pity. He said he went and had the other official put him in jail until he could pay what he owed. And we know how the story ends, right? The master found out that the the person that, the servant that he forgave did not forgive the other guy, and then he had him thrown back to jail. This is how a Christian who's not forgiving is. We offended God many ways, a thousand folds, many different times, over and over and over again. And someone, a believer, another believer or somebody else, offends us and we will just forever hold that and be unforgiving. Um, Mikey, is it the same when I click it? Okay, um, please, if I can still have a few moments of your, of, of your attention. Uh, we have a video to watch here. This is a great example of forgiveness. We end tonight with in our forgiveness. That's CBS News saying, quoted that she's a Christian and let her sing her psalm, her hymn, right? And for us now, this was back in 2011, and we're here, we're benefiting from it. You see, when we forgive We glorify God, Amen. I mean, that's the one of the worst things, right? The next thing, the next thing for a Filipino there is like, I'm going to hire a killer to kill him, right? Don't don't put. That's what we do in the Philippines, honestly. That's what happens in the Philippines. For those of you who don't know, if somebody murders your loved one, we don't press charges. You better hide because we're going to hire somebody to kill you. That's that's how we do justice there an eye for an eye but see here the, the Christian a real Christian right she said forgiveness is for me you see that and then the other guy I find it I find I find it awkward there for him or not, not ironic for him when he said he hasn't forgiven himself yet all right he hasn't forgiven himself. But then in his, one of his speeches there or in his teachings there, he says forgiveness is a powerful thing. Now, even when we fall against, God, against God's will, when we do something that we know God said not do, we tend to be really hard on ourselves. And we say, I haven't forgiven myself. And I know I said this last week, I think. But when you say that, you say that your standards are higher than God's. Because God said, when you accepted Christ, He has forgiven you. So, since He has forgiven you, you are to forgive others. Amen? And as you forgive others, your prayers will be heard. As you forgive others, you will glorify God. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your message for us tonight. Let this be our New Year's resolution, Lord God, as we revision ourselves, Lord God. May we be obedient to your command to forgive others, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord God, we pray that we become, Lord God, forgiving people, reminding ourselves that us too, Lord God, have been forgiven tremendously by you. Forgive us, Lord, for the many times that we held grudges rather than forgiving. Forgive us, Lord, for being bitter, Lord God, rather than being better for you. Father, help us, Lord God, overflow with your love. Help us, Lord God, be reminded of the forgiveness, all the sins that we've committed against you, but yet you've forgiven us. Let us overflow, Lord God, with appreciation, gratitude, and forgiveness for everyone and anyone that offends us, no matter how deep, Lord God. All these we ask in your Son's mighty name. And all the Lord's people said, Amen, amen.